0: Well, that's different than I was thinking. I yeah. was thinking it was the uh the way hot dogs are made. <laughs> they kind of scrape up all the all the malt <laughs> that fell on the floor. And they kind of pack it in oh, there. Oh god. Welcome everyone to episode 63 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Steven. Hello, Anthony. Hello, sir. How are you tonight? Doing fine.
1: I'm doing wonderful. In fact, I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling the best that I've felt in a long time, and I'm thinking this is going to be an amazing episode. Why do you feel so good? I feel good because today, when I drove to work... From you know, or the general area where we live, mm-hmm. it only took me like 15 minutes. Oh, so the whole day's been good. The whole day's been good. It's like as soon as the traffic pattern <laughs> there in Lexington got right, everything in the world felt right. And I know the people who don't live here, don't understand this. And I'm sure people in LA would tell us we're full of you know what, but Lexington traffic is maddening in its own right. Do you, uh, do you agree? There are some
0: parts of that it's like, but. Did you see what happened on the interstate today? Speaking of driving,
1: well, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's 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 talk about that. So, <laughs> where where were you at when you found out what happened on the interstate between what was it, Stanton and
0: Winchester? Well, I was in my humble corner office, aka my basement. Okay, and I looked at my phone real quick. Our friendly weatherman around here, oh, retweeted a something about Dukes of Hazard, and all of a sudden I see this witness phone video. Yeah. Of a of of a truck that, that turns around <laughs> on the interstate going yeah. through the median, yeah, and then these two like cop SUVs go after him, and then I'm not really sure. Like, did he get bumped and then swing 180, or did he voluntarily <laughs> like was gonna go into um, chicken state with them?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> well, first of all, I'm glad you told me where you were at. I was um, at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm an Easter celebration with my family, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, um, one of my buddies sends me this video. And he says, "Have you seen this? Apparently, it happened between Winchester and Stanton. It's exactly what you described. So this this car cuts across the median. The police chase it. They do like a pit pit move, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And they they smash into it. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing was all the people that were watching this, like especially the husband and wife that recorded this, they were cheering for opposite sides of of the guy that was driving crazy. So after he comes to a stop." He jumps out of the car he runs
0: and runs up the hill yeah. <laughs> and goes over a fence.
1: <laughs> and then he got, it was a futile effort, right? He got yeah. chased down. And all the while I'm watching this and I'm laughing too. And it's not funny. I guess it's not funny when you see a high speed chase. i like that. Yeah. But um, it, I mean, man, that thing went viral. It was shared probably like 10 K 20 K times. And I'm sure it's going to end up on the news in the next week. Oh, or I'm two. sure if
0: I watch yeah. BBC news tonight, oh, it's yeah, going mean, to be on there. Man in Kentucky goes <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> Well, before we get on to our bottle tonight, we don't have a shout out, but if anyone wants to review us have a podcast, uh, we will give you a shout out next time we record, but I'd like to do a, uh, maybe a shout out spotlight tonight. Special acknowledgement. Yeah. I'm sure some of you have seen this fellow on online. I think he's out of Florida. I believe so. Yeah. I think he's out of Florida his daily videos always entertain me. I don't know why, like in a good way, not just like in a funny way. They're they're just entertaining. and That's, that's what it's about. Yeah. It, I, it, I try to read his facial expressions and see, it's like, he's just, is he just saying he likes it or does he really like it? Yeah. Well, of course, of course we're talking about that account on Instagram, that one dude, Ryan.
1: Oh yeah. It's entertaining. And I mean, his rise has been sort of meteoric in nature. I mean, I feel like, I don't know how long ago he came on the scene. We absolutely love what he's doing. And, the fact that he shows us some love once in a while is pretty cool. You know, likes, comments on things yeah. that we do. We just want to give him a shout out because he's just a really cool dude.
0: For tonight's bottle, Anthony, we have quite the title of a bottle. Are you going to be able to get this one out? Only because I have Cliff Notes. Okay. Yeah, only because I have the Cliff Notes version. We had version. to pull out the Cliff Notes for this one. Yeah. All right. This is, we have a George Dickel by Lee Polk Brothers Calibration Rye. That's right. So this
1: one, the uh, Dickel and Leopold Brothers um, collaboration rye is from the Cascade Hollow Distilling Company, which is George Dickel and the Leopold Brothers. The bottle date is 2021. The ABV is 50%. The proof is 100. This is non-age dated. The mash bill is undisclosed for the Dickel side of things. We don't know what's in the Dickel rye. But it's the mixture, so the Leopold rye is eighty percent of bruzy rye and twenty percent Leopold floor malt. We'll get to what that means <laughs> if it means anything. <laughs> and the MSRP on this it was
0: one hundred and five dollars. Wow, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, <coughs> Sorry. I would say the basic glass. Yep, reminds me of a of a baby sass in a way. It's oh, yeah. not as ornate, but. I don't know if it's the neck and it has those lines that kind of remind me of a little baby sass. It does. I
1: think it's a shape. Yeah. And even though there's a little bit of different detailing, this one's a little bit more round on the actual bottle. The, no. the
0: neck is definitely very similar. And I like how in it they have the uh, the name of it kind of embossed in the glass around the neck. Yeah, I wonder
1: how expensive that is to make to get, like, that's it it says George Dickel on it. No, it doesn't say Leopold Brothers on the embossing. It just says George Dickel because I think this bottle is specific to the way
0: that the other Dickel products are bottled. All right. Now that's out of the way, what the hell is with this label?
1: (laughs) I've never seen you be so aggressive.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the only reason I could get the name is because you told me what it was. I'm going to read words coming from here. Oh, George God. Dickel, Column Still, uh, Leopold Brothers, Three Chambers. There's there's multicolors. There's seals. There's pictures. It's a mess. And there's <laughs> it's an absolute mess. It, it is, it's it's a complete mess, and you can't
1: even tell what's going on. I'm like when I look at it too. There's so much small print in this bottle.
0: I don't know. If, I don't know if the words on there are selling points or the name of the product or the name of the variant.
1: Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's uh there's three chambers, like you said. It's the inaugural release, which means there might be more is releases, like, right? Is this like
0: Harry Potter? <laughs> three chambers.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's everything you ever wanted, I guess. Apparently <laughs> I guess. in a rye whiskey. It's just very uh I mean, I get the idea here. They want to showcase everything that's going oh, on with course. both with both distilleries, but it is a bit heavy handed. And that synthetic cork, how much, uh, have you been doing bicep curls when I get that synthetic <laughs> cork out of to. there? I mean, you really had, I was watching, you had to wrench that thing out of yeah. there. It was like a massive, you guys heard that cork pop. That's because Steven barely got, <laughs> got the cork out of this bottle.
0: Now, I do like, after I knock the label, I do like the color scheme it's got going on. It's kind of got like a forest green with a kind of a slate blue with a white.
1: Yeah, it definitely is attractive. Let's put it that way. So, even though there's a lot of small print and a lot of things we can't read, because listen, there's a limit to everybody's ability to read a bottle. And when I see all these words on here, they just wash over me. I'm, I'm just like, I can't, the eye I'm lazy eyed at this point. I'm like, oh my God, I can't read. Like, there's like a bio for the one, to, for both <laughs> distillers on here. There's bios. I'm like, you know, can't we leave the bio on a website and just put a picture of them? Like,
0: yeah, QR code or yeah. website, or and since
1: it's a collaboration, they should have put them together. Like they should have put their pictures together, even though it's Nicole
0: Austin and Todd Leopold. I guess right? they, I guess they kept them on opposite sides of the bottle. Maybe yeah. they, maybe the pictures will fight if they got there too close. G- that's
1: right. like well, yeah. I think they could have put them together like in a montage. That would look pretty cool. There you go. Yeah, why not? So Stephen, um, I'm reminded now that we have this bottle in front of us, and we're kind of poking fun at it, but also saying we like the color scheme. About the probably one of the. Very first few meetings that I came to your house to watch a game with you and Michael. I remember I brought two bottles over. I think one was Elijah Craig and the other one was the George Dickel 13-year bourbon. Do you remember that? Was that the... Um, it's not bourbon. It was Tennessee
0: whiskey. But anyway. Was that the uh, national bib night?
1: Oh, yeah. It was the bib night. I think it was. It was the a bib night. So, yeah, so that's because a, a, third... a big
0: lineup of like seven or eight bottles between three of us.
1: Yes. And they were all bib. And I brought the 13-year-old Dickel bib and... What did you think of the thirteen year old bib, which mind you one whiskey of the year, and I think whiskey advocate or
0: some some publication okay. like that? Well, that's so far been my uh, first and only try of Dickel, yep, and it was fun to see a thirteen year old bottle uh-huh so there was a note in there that I could not longest time put my finger on it that was bothering me, okay, and then I think we kind of all together figured out what it was. Yeah, It was the coating on a centrum vitamin. <laughs> that coating that you despise if you keep it in your mouth just a second too long yeah, and it starts melting on your tongue.
1: Yeah, like a very minerally flavor. Oh, it yeah. was awful. And I felt so terrible because I didn't know you guys that well at that time. And I actually thought that it wasn't that bad. I thought it was a pretty tasty pour yeah. and I brought it over and both of you were like, Ooh, it was like a uniform reaction. You <laughs> both looked at me like, what's, what's this guy? Like, we're not, we're not going to hang out with him again, let alone have a podcast. Like get, get out of here. You know, you guys were like, he, here's this know, cool guy. Yeah. And I was like, I remember I was thinking to myself like, well, I didn't distill this, but I feel pretty defeated tonight. Bringing this one over.
0: <laughs> so, um, that was my last experience with a diggle besides this product here tonight okay so now we got high expectations expect. Uh, let's see if we can revisit some vitamin shall we okay let's go for first notes
1: all right well being that this is a rye i pick up some of the classic rye notes on the nose and um it's very interesting it's it's like a little bit spicy a little bit of ethanol like i'm wondering what you think because
0: i don't know i'm getting a little bit of fruit i get, I get a little bit of vanilla we'll start off easy okay all right I feel like I get some sawdust.
1: Yeah, I could see that. A little bit of the oak is uh, coming through and it's a young oak.
0: I also get um, pulped wood.
1: Okay. Yeah. We've talked about that one yeah. before, like a pulpy wood, like uh saturated. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I get like a little bit of a white wine nose. And oh. so that's a little bit of a floral and a little bit of like grape. Um, I, not, I'm getting this. And not like a... I guess the best way to put it is not like a dark grape that you might eat you know, eat or whatever, like red grapes, but like a green grape or something that's a little bit lighter. For one hundred proof there is a fair amount of ethanol. Uh, I agree.
0: Yep. It's it's pretty pronounced.
1: It's like weird though. It's a sweet ethanol. It is. Yeah, it's not like a burn your nose ethanol. It's like it kinda does it first. It's but like then a, it's like kinda sweet. Like a
0: brown sugar ethanol. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a sugar it's ethanol. A strange,
1: yeah. strange ethanol.
0: But anyway. All right. Let's go for our first taste. Sounds good.
1: <sighs> oh, man. Um, so I'm chewing this one because I do like rye. I've, I put myself out there as a rye person, yeah. but this is pretty much unlike any other rye I've tasted.
0: What was this mash bill again? This has got some weird taste to it.
1: So it's a mixture between the George Dickel, mm. a column, still, classic Dickel, classic. No, well, not the, the bourbon, but the rye, oh. which is an undisclosed mash bill, <laughs> and then uh, the Leopold Brothers, which they did produce their own rye. Well, that was my next question. What do they have their own product line? Yeah. So in 2021, they released approximately, I think, like around six thousand bottles of rye, with a massive MSRP. It was like you, two fifty. You mean, you mean one year ago? Yeah. Yeah, one year ago. I think it was one year ago.
0: And they've already done this collaboration?
1: Well, I think that obviously they produced a lot of it, and this was something different they were trying to do, and they were seeking a collaborator, and I guess George Dickel was the person to collaborate with. So okay. I've, I've never had the Leopold Brothers rye. I, I okay. don't I don't even know what was available because I never saw it in Kentucky. But for such a limited release and being expensive... You know, by comparison, that one was two hundred and fifty dollars, this one's a hundred and five. So I guess once you add some dickle to the blend, it brings the price down. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know what the blend is. So as I mentioned earlier, the Leopold Brothers rye is an eighty percent a rye, which is very different and distinct and we'll talk I mean, I don't really know anything about it other than the fact that I found out that a rye is um Italian rye. Italian, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Like Maybe it's to your roots. Maybe you'll like this one. And then 20%, what do they say, Leopold floor malt. <laughs> Which Floor malt. I don't, I've never even heard that before. I had to like actually look up what floor malt was. And when I looked it up, it said that um, basically floor malting was a method used um, until the 1850s. Steeped barley is laid in piles on concrete floor is allowed to build up heat and begin growth and the malt is turned manually with wooden shovels to reduce the amount of buildup and aerate the grain. And apparently this, like beer makers use this. And huh. so they're making rye whiskey in like a way that I've never even heard of and don't know if that's, you know, we're not talking about like sour mashing or whatever. Right. We're talking
0: about like some weird thing we never heard of. Well, that's different than I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking it was the uh, the way hot dogs are made. <laughs> they kind of scrape up all the all the malt that fell on the floor. That kind of pack it in. There. Oh God, that's what I thought it was.
1: Oh my God, you don't want to know how the hot dogs are made. Come on, man, <laughs> well,
0: this is killing me. What a dickle! I don't know. You, you don't want to
1: know how that's made. Well, that wasn't how the Dickles made. That's how the Leopold made. There you go, Leopold Brothers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's two of them apparently. <laughs> I think have have it, it is plural. It has to be two for <laughs> yeah. brothers, but Todd and Scott Leopold. So so what do you think about the way this tastes here? Oh,
0: man. I'm getting another funky note here and tasting it. Okay. So George by himself was, okay. a, was a multivitamin. I got you. Well,
1: that's bourbon again.
0: This is rye. I'm just saying George okay. by himself.
1: So you're just saying maybe it's something hanging
0: around Cascade uh, and, Hollow. And, and this variant... Yes, before us, mm-hmm. I'm getting a very light cherry-flavored cough syrup. I get that, yeah. and Not that's, too much cherry. There's a little bit. It but is. But I'm getting that that syrup cough. It's shallow. It's a shallow cherry with a cough syrup yeah, flavor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like a thick syrup taste
1: to it. Yeah, I get that. But I also like, and this is why palates diverge and why people can have good conversations about bourbon and you might have them with your friends. But I am getting something that reminds me of childhood. You're going to be like, wait a minute, childhood? Not really childhood. You had childhood. Dick as a child? No, no. <laughs> I had. So follow me on this one. My grandfather, God rest his soul. I'm afraid. Every every holiday, <laughs> for whatever reason, and every wedding that I can remember growing up, he always had bottles of Berenger White Zinfandel. Don't ask me why, but that's what he had around. Yeah. And so... What the glass think? or the box? He had boxes of them. Okay. He had glass. No, it's a glass. It's, it's bottles of wine, and it's still made today. Oh no! But it. yeah, he had cases of it, and yeah. it was like his favorite wine to drink for whatever reason. And that wine, it tastes. I mean, I'm almost picking up similar flavors, like flavors <laughs> of floral, like nutmeg, clove things that I don't normally pick up in rise are coming out in this. And like, if you put Behringer white Ziffendale next to me and this in a glass, of course the Behringer is going to taste lighter because it's probably like 13% alcohol, but it's very similar. I mean, I'm, I might be crazy, but that's what I'm picking up. I'm picking up like a white wine flavor from uh, this. I'm getting
0: a, a little bit of white grape, white grape. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Um, it's not as probably pronounced as what you're tasting. Yeah. But I, I can see the white grape.
1: Okay. And to tell you that my grandfather wasn't like pushing a white Zinfandel on us as kids. I'm just saying that when you hang around and it's the holidays and you get older and you see the family pounding bottles of white Zinfandel, you know, at the table, you might sneak a half a glass here and there. They don't know. You know, they don't know. No. And so maybe that's where the flavor and the taste is coming from, but... You know, we've talked a lot about the nose and the flavor,
0: but there's not really a long finish to this. It's like it's there and gone. I agree. There's The finish is pretty short, but um, you had me thinking about me growing up. Okay. You had White Zinfandel. I had a lot of Chianti oh, on nice. the tables. A lot of Carlos and the yeah. Jug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, I forgot the name of it, but the one, the Wicker.
1: Oh yeah, the wicker the base. They even had those in mafia movies, right? Yeah. It's like, get the wine, oh, and they get no, the wicker bases it's, it's in cliche. there. It's cliche. We yeah, had it. Yeah, 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 no
0: doubt. So that and you said white now, It's that's what I was thinking. Especially, especially the the Carlos and the, the jug handle. I mean, that was oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: No, we had a fair amount. Like again, with it's funny that we grew up in completely different places, but Greek and Italian mm-hmm. and share a lot of similarities. So yeah. So this one, uh, as interesting as it is, is reminding me of home for some reason. So we're going to put ourselves out here while we're having this discussion and just say, you know, I don't know a lot about distilling. I try to pay attention when I go on tours. I try to read about it and everything. But the thing that really kind of threw me off about this was they were talking about the three-chamber distilling technique that the Leopold brothers use versus the column still technique that Dickel uses. Okay. Okay. And the thing that I thought was interesting is like they made it sound like this collaboration would have never happened because you know distillers just don't collaborate, which I don't I don't get that because we see collaborations everywhere. Um, but I, it was almost like they said that like the Leopold brothers had an idea, but they couldn't make that idea happen without Dickel. And I'm like, okay, so what what is it if? Uh, if they had a core product they released of their three-chamber rye that people loved, and they charged $250 a bottle for, and they got 6,000 bottles out, like, what did Dickle add to that? Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, not having the product, I guess, of the of the brothers, Yeah, I'm not sure that much difference. Uh, yeah,
1: that's what I want to know. Like, wouldn't you love to have them next to each other to try them, like, yeah. just to
0: see? Like, their difference in the evaporation and how the alcohol gets separated? Because that's what it boils down to, I guess, right? I would think so. It's how I it mean, separates; it pulls the alcohol from the uh, yeah from the mash, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think even more important than the distilling technique is the fact that there is two different mash bills here, right? And so yeah. you are blending two things. That you, so I don't know who had the good foresight here. If it was a uh, uh, Todd Leopold who's featured on the side of the bottle, that was the one that is the mastermind here. Or if it was Nicole Austin from Dickel that is uh, the mastermind of making this product.
0: So, Anthony, would you pass, try, or buy on the George Dickel by Leopold Brothers Rye?
1: What a... So do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, the floor is yours. Oh, see, I wanted to know what you thought because this bottle... I Remember when we picked this bottle up?
0: Yes. We uh, we were in Louisville. Yes. We hit up this, I guess, local store, local Liquor Store. Yep. And they, were, they had some stuff on the shelves that we didn't normally see. Yeah. And you grabbed about three bottles, I think, of things?
1: Well, I grabbed all kind of bottles. Yeah. And you, you and Mike were looking at me like I was crazy. But um, I remember I was like, you know, if I'm going to a liquor store and I can find some stuff I want, I'm going to spend some money. And I think that, if I remember correctly, we, they, this bottle was $115. I think
0: it was behind glass, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was
1: behind the glass. they asked for it. they just got it in. I had heard good things about it, and I wanted to try it. And I didn't mind that I was going to spend the money on it. So Uh I was excited to try it. And I'm excited I'm trying it with you tonight. Thank you. And I will say this. I am actually oddly going to be just over the line, just over the line to be a buy. Okay. When I say just over the line, like I could see why it would be a try. But the reason I'm going to be a buy is because... I've put it out there. I drink a lot of rye whiskey. I actually like rye whiskey. I don't understand why people don't like rye whiskey more. Like everybody that I drink, if I drink with friends that like bourbon, they're always like, "Oh, rye, ball." You know, like it's just like this reaction, this visceral reaction they have to rye, and this one does not taste like any other rye that I've had. I don't remember ever having a rye that tastes like white wine, and I don't particularly like white wine. But this also has characteristics in it. That aren't like, obviously you're not drinking white wine. I think the first glass of white wine I'd have, I'd get a headache. This stuff actually tastes unique and unique in a way that I actually like. When I first opened it, I remember I had my first pour. And I was like, what in the heck is going on here? Like, I had no idea what's going on. Was like, is that lemongrass? What is it? <laughs> you know, it was like just insane. And so I actually think um, for collaboration, regardless of how it happened, regardless of all the crap on the bottle, and it is crap, it's just like a whole wrap of whatever, I'm actually going to be a buy. I will
0: give this bottle this. It does have a lot of um, nosing that goes into it and a little bit to the palate. There's kind of a decent amount of stuff there. Okay. However, to me, this still tastes like dickle. Oh. And with this being only my second dickel product, oh, um, I don't know how much I actually enjoyed it. Oh no. And I don't even know how much this would be in a in a restaurant if they even had it to try. Yeah. Because be, I think it would have to be at a, at a specific bourbon bar for this product to exist on the shelf somewhere. I agree. Because I think it's very niche. Yep. And where it would lie in uh, a menu, I think. So. Uh, I think it might be a pass on this.
1: Oh my God, we're one hundred percent opposite. <laughs> Watch are. out for these
0: guys. We are. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I agree. It, I, mean, I understand. I Drinkable. Yeah. Uh, I just. I don't know if that's just if that's just signature nickel that I'm tasting. Yeah. And maybe I need to try a third bottle to see, but that's been two bottles that I just don't like the taste of it.
1: Yeah. It, hey, here's the thing. The measuring stick for me is this. I said, I'm comparing it to other rye whiskey. You're comparing it to the previous Dickel product you tasted. And I know a lot of people, Dickel is a lightning rod for people. In fact, you, got, you know that they're rebranding. I mean, they have an eight-year-old product they're calling bourbon, right? They've always called their products Tennessee whiskey, Tennessee rye, whatever. And now they have an eight-year-old product they released probably like in a year ago that they're calling bourbon. So, no, I'm just saying that, like, I think this is exactly why, you know, you need to talk with people when you're tasting bourbon and talk about what you like and dislike because what your benchmarks are and what you're tasting could be completely different. But hey, all in good fun. I mean, I've looked around for a second bottle of this and they did kind of dry up from the shelves around here, but there wasn't a whole lot to begin with. So I don't even know how
0: many of these they put out. It could just be one of those one of those things that there's a new bottle out and people just buy it. Yeah, probably. But I mean, this, this bottle did give me something like, I'm interested now in Leopold Brothers bottle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe,
0: you know, if I see it around, I'm like, oh, that's that bottle that, yeah. that collaborated with Dickel. Let me see what it tastes like on its own. Yeah. And no, see what this, you know, this three chamber still, if it has something else going for it.
1: Absolutely. Because I think they were producing like a four-year-old rye. And so, you know, I don't want to throw the uh, the Dickel out with uh, the Jeffersons or the Willet or whatever else we've talked about of things that we don't like. Yeah. Um, but... I did try a Jefferson's product that I liked recently, so you never know. Yeah. Things could always surprise <laughs> you. So you true. should try some more Deckel products too.
0: And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheMashUpKY. KY. Also, let us know your thoughts and follow in the, bottom of the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.